You think they're going to find a podcast that just caters to you no matter what? That you're not going to have to listen to it? That's going to be like psyched to go to Applebee's with you every Thursday morning to hear them talk about awful movies like Couples Retreat? But whoever those boys are, you have to listen to their podcast too. Or they're not going to go to Applebee's with you. You're not going to have a podcast to go to Applebee's with. You'll be sitting by yourself, eventually, at Applebee's all alone. And who wants to go to Applebee's by themselves without us here at the I'd Like a Refund podcast? Welcome to the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Ryan, bringing you all into the newest edition of our show. Joining me, as always, is Cameron. Cameron, what's good with you? Hey, I'm so good. It's Monday. We're doing our podcast. We're talking about movies. Our Netflix episode came out today, and that was a really fun one to listen back to. So I'm doing great. Yeah, I look forward to listening back to that one when we get later into the year to seeing just how bad I dusted you guys in the competition. Oh, no. <laughs> the one thing we know is that Joel lost just yeah, purely know, because yeah. he chose Thunder Force. We know he's not going to win. And he's doing the thing where he doesn't talk until I intro him. So do we want to say anything else about him before we before we allow him to talk? He's going to lose. <laughs> you got him. You showed got him. him. And joining us, of course, is Joel. Joel, do you have anything to say to that? Uh. There's fans already for Team Thunder Force if you haven't looked in the comments. So um, I'm going to be the people's winner. I'm just going to say yeah. that. Ben, ben Falcone uh, liked your Instagram yeah, post ben about it. Liked, He's like, liked oh, some, somebody's looking forward to this movie? He <laughs> invites so you guys both to the premiere, and he tells me <laughs> to stay home. <laughs> That's not very professional of him. Hey, no. it's fine. Cam just well, the it. reason why he asked me to stay home is because the premiere is at Arclight Theaters. Oh, that yeah, well, yeah. Then maybe the building just wasn't gonna let you in. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm Cameron. They're like, are you with? I'd like a refund. I'm like, yeah. They're like, oh, it's this guy. Get him out. Get him out of here. I'd just yep. be happy with the ArcLife manager being like, yeah, are you with the podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that would be great. Yeah, well, we're gonna get there. Yeah, yeah. I had Very a good day soon. though. I had a really good day today. I freaking scored a hundred and eighty dollar authentic Anaheim Ducks jersey for seventeen dollars at at TJ Maxx earlier. So, are you sure it's authentic uh, for that? Oh, price? It's, it is for sure the the real kind. But is it Corey? Uh, is it Corey Perry? No, I, I never get names on jerseys. Oh, that's right. You don't do that. Other than the yeah. Aaron Rodgers jersey that I got and got to wear for the championship <laughs> and then, game, and, and they then they lost. lost. Yeah, that's just oh, karma. That's funny. Well, um, but I'm really excited. Ryan, you know this. Cameron, you do not. Um, but this I'm weekend. I'm always the last to hear stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, this weekend, I picked up Sour Pickle Beer. And I'm trying to show you guys, but you, know, you can't <laughs> see it right now. It, it blends, blends in, in with my background here. But I bought space. Sour Pickle Beer this weekend. Um, I love pickles. That's like a personality trait for me. Um, so I've been excited to try this, Dude. and I figured trying it on Dude. air would maybe be something good because this might go very bad depending on how this I, goes. I he, just, so. he just throws up on his microphone. We yeah. do, so, uh, do a, a drunk it, episode. Oh, for sure. Drink the entire. People time. have actually suggested that. We've so. had that recommended. Yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. We'll quick, get, quick, we'll quick get, moment of we'll silence for it. the for the can opening. Here we go. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it a. It smells a little bit dilly for sure. Huh. Um, and here we go. I'm not going to lie, that's pretty bomb. Like, literally the instant <laughs> it touched my tongue, it t- tasted like I was drinking pickle juice. Ew, so, God, well, I that hate That is pretty impressive. 
I hate pickles. What we uh, learned is that you're not going to ask for a refund on your pickle beer. Not in my pickle beer, that's for sure. Um, that's gross. Yeah, that's good. That's, yeah, that's it literally tastes like I'm drinking a pickle juice. Um, that doesn't sound appealing. No, it does. You guys don't just drink pickle juice? No, I'm a normal person. Hold on, wait, I hold hate on. Wait, pickles. do you guys like pickles? No, okay, so not really, no. I, no not um, really. Uh, in college, my, my girlfriend really liked pickles. And so we came to an agreement that if she ate pickles, I wouldn't kiss her anymore. So she ate as many pickles as she could. <laughs> I didn't know where that story was going. And then once I did, it's like, oh, I know what he's doing here. Little did she know she could have been drinking this whole she time. She was like, wait, what? That's how I get out of this? That's yes. hilarious. Yep. Um, I, yeah, I learned I like... something random today. I was wondering if you guys are aware of it. Uh, have you seen... <laughs> david lynch talking about the weather no what is that <laughs> david lynch the director yeah. every single day posts like a minute to a minute and a half video oh, where he talks about the weather and i just learned about this today so i went and watched a few of them and it's it's literally that like he's like today in los angeles it's a high of 96 with this and it is just one of the most random and obscure things i've i've ever seen though it killed me earlier because i was listening to one from a few days back and he was like it's a high of 83 today with a low of 65. And today I was thinking about ZZ Top and their famous song, whatever, whatever. And then he just kept going with the weather. Like the ZZ Top thing had nothing to do with the weather. He just wanted to let us know that he was thinking about that song. So Sometimes for you just, guys and the audience, shout out. yeah. So I highly recommend everyone go check out uh, David Lynch talking about the weather. Yeah. Shout out to ZZ Top. They're still doing it, I think. <laughs> I think um, so. I think so. Is it the, still the same the same original people? I don't know Probably. who that is. I mean, you could just guy, find guys with long beards and right. just tell me it's the same people and I'll believe That's you. That's me. How many people do you think just thought the Duck Dynasty people were ZZ Top? Were ZZ Top? Yeah. Or vice versa? Or vice versa. Like, oh, look at this point. new ZZ Top show. Yeah. Why do they all have kazoos? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, so I have a question for you. Um, mm -hmm. Was you asking us if we like pickles your question of the week for us, or do you have something else prepared? That was the question. Uh, All right. No. Well, you got your no. answer. So I wanted to ask you guys. So if you were to go to couples therapy, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, my go, question for you. Well. My question for you, uh, adjacent <laughs> to the show, I think it's a pretty simple one. I think most people think about this. What would your dream vacation be? So I'm going to start with you this week, Ryan. I feel like I've been starting with Cam recently. <sighs> so, yeah. Ryan, what's your dream vacation? And if you have like a couple options, you can you can kind of like be like, oh well, these are it, some. I have. A, does it have to be a place we've never been to? No. So it can be a place we've been to before. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, that's interesting. Because I had one if it was a place we'd never been to, but now I mean, I it can wanna, be a place you've I might never just been want, to. But I know I just might, might want to run something back. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh my god! Just choose, choose. <laughs> God, this isn't a freaking travel agency. You just say it and it happens. You are not the one on this show that gets to talk about people taking too long to answer things. Yeah. Well. Don't don't make it. We're the ones who edit. We know how long it takes you to answer these questions. Yeah, we'll, oh. we'll, add, we'll add extra space in between your points. We usually finish the recordings and it's like, oh, we're at about an hour 35. By the time we cut all of Cameron answering the questions, it should come out to about 115. You guys are so mean. It's not true. It's only kind My of bits true. are the ones that people talk about, though. You're okay. The, yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, yeah. Ryan, really? <laughs> Who made the Instagram post about the simply lemonade stuff? I didn't see anyone talking about your advertisements. <laughs> I didn't is, see that. That is true. It's because no one else is offering cash prizes. Yeah. 
Did you pay that off yet? By the way, yeah, of course I did. Okay. Yeah, congrats to uh to Blake, uh, but yeah. my buddy Blake who, who won that. It, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> now that being said, oh, I don't mean to interrupt. No, please do. Funny story about Simply Lemonade. <laughs> this they actually, contacted him. This actually came up this week with my family because my sister was listening to the podcast, and she was talking Shouts. about. Shout out to Kaylee. Um, she was talking about Simply Lemonade and how, like, I was always, you know, talking about it or whatever. So my mom, she went to the store and she got Simply Lemonade. However, they did not have the regular lemonade. They had strawberry lemonade. So, Oof. but it, that, that's still okay. So she brought it back and, you know, we had some of the strawberry lemonade is just as delicious. I mean, it's not as good, but it's it, it's close as the regular. And so I had some. And then my sister was like, well, I want to try this. And so then she had some. She's like, oh, wow, this is actually really good. And my dad was like, oh, okay, I'll try some. And then he had it. He's like, what? This is delicious. And then my mom tried some. And she's like, holy crap, this is so So long story short is that everyone thought I was just being like hyperbolic and just kind of like being silly about Simply Lemonade. But then they tried it and they realized Oh my God, this is actually super delicious. So here's what we're going to do for everyone. I will do one more offer of $4 (laughs) to one person who wants to have some Simply Lemonade. Just Venmo me at C-A-M-B-A-I-4-7. $4 to grab yourself some Simply Lemonade. What you're telling me is this week you've managed to get four people to try and fall in love with Simply Lemonade, but have managed to get zero new followers on our Instagram. That's not true. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, my family doesn't have Instagram. They're the I only think, people who talk to me. I think if I think if I was going to go on vacation somewhere, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I would. I think my answer would be I'm going to go with something that I've never done before. I would like to just travel across Europe. I would like to I don't know like if like the backpacking across Europe thing would be for me. It sounds fun. Um it sounds like too much work. Well, I I mean it it would be cool cuz like you go for like a while. Like obviously you're not like you're not like Forrest Gump. You're not running everywhere. You take I was means a tra- running. You take means of transportation to get around. But like just to travel from like city to city out there to see as much as I can over like a month long span. I feel like that would be that would be great. And I've always wanted to go to Europe. So that would that's my answer. Yeah, that's awesome. pretty cool. Thank you. Cameron where are you vacationing to that has the Simply Lemonade factory? Good question. Um, <laughs> I was going to say the Simply Lemonade Corporation. Um, no. I, so I was actually supposed to go on a vacation to Scotland. Um, always thought Scotland was super beautiful. And I always wanted to go just because there's like, I've never been outside of America. Well, I guess I went to Mexico, but I don't really like it was like Costa Rica. So, you know, it was a very like, well, you tourist. don't count Mexico as a country. No, it was just like a very like Americanized kind of tourist spot. But, um, you know, America's relatively, you know, new. We don't have, you know, we were we were found in what, like the 16, 1700s, you know, and our architecture is relatively new. And, um, you know, we don't have a whole bunch of history where Scotland, you know, the England, the UK, they have so much history there and it's so beautiful and green. And so I was actually supposed to go uh, between my junior and senior year in college. I had a trip planned. I was going to stay with these people who bred um, dogs 
uh, Newfoundlands as uh, like that was their job and they were going to allow me to stay there for free if I helped take care of the dogs and it was going to be this great thing uh, and I got super super sick like a week before I was supposed to go uh, and I had to stay home all summer because of it it was very sad so I want to go back to Scotland are you that sure you like don't are you sure you don't want to go to Apopka Florida <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to presume that's where the Simply Lemonade factory is. So, yes, the Simply Orange Juice Company, which is the owner of all the Simply brand beverages, they are located in Apopka, Florida, and they were founded in 2001. The issue I have with this is that they are actually just a brand of Coca-Cola, so Cameron's not supporting Simply Lemonade. He's actually just supporting big business. Oh, sorry. Very off topic, (laughs) but also on topic. Speaking of Coca-Cola, did you guys see that Pepsi is coming out with Coca-Cola? A chocolate, a hot chocolate flavored Pepsi. Nope, that's absolutely disgusting. This is why why no one drinks Pepsi. See, I wanted to try it, but you had to like win it. Way better than Coke. No, it's not. Yes, (laughs) that is is. completely false. I I know one friend who's who's for sure going to listen to this. She'll agree with you. I used to like the wild cherry Pepsi. That one was pretty good. I don't drink Pepsi Blue was so good. I don't haven't had a soda really in like ten years, so. I don't know. Just a beer every night? <laughs> no, not every night. Don't don't start that. My mom oh, listens dude, I'll to send this. you a pickle beer. You? I'll send you a pickle beer, dude. I will not drink a pickle beer. I don't even have any beer in my house right now. I have zero. Wow. I had yeah. a lot of beer. I had a beer the other day. Last night, actually. Pickle oh. beer? No, I had pizza inside a beer with Pizza me. beer? Pizza <laughs> beer. Pizza beer. I was eating my pizza Pringles and a beer. That was my dinner. Joel, where do you want to go for your vacation? Uh, thanks, Cameron. Thanks for bringing us back yeah, on track here. Someone's not doing their job. Um, <laughs> I would also probably do. Uh, I would. I would do probably what Ryan said: a, a Europe trip, just because How everything original. in Europe is so condensed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I could hit like twelve countries in the same amount of time it would take me to drive up the California coast. Yeah. Um, but besides that, another dream vacation for me. Um, you get two like answers? No, I told you fair. guys. I told you guys you could have done a few because I know. Yeah. It's oh my god! Well, no. Okay, so to to not Cheating. copy Ryan, um, I'm I want to say... see. I want to get a hot air balloon and travel the whole world. I'm going to see everything. That, that's yes, I'm Jackie Chan. That's what. I, yes, <laughs> I think there was a movie about that actually. Around the world <laughs> in eighty days. eighty days. Eighty days. Was Owen um, Wilson in that? And I, the original one, yeah. The original the one? The original one? What do you mean the original one? <laughs> the old one? Yeah, the old one, oh, yeah. The... Oh, wow. Our balloon is floating up and down in the sky. Nah, the other vacation, I was going to invite Ryan, but forget it. No. I was gonna Why go was visit I all the MLB Because <laughs> we were going to visit all the MLB stadiums, and you'd be like, which one's the pitcher again? What are you talking about? <laughs> Cameron knows sports. Don't do that. Dude, I played baseball when I was a child. I used to be a pitcher. Okay. I did. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to all go to a field one day, and that'd be fun. Do you There'd not be believe? Do you not content. believe that Cameron played sports as a kid? No, I believe it. I believe it doesn't it. sound like you do. I, I don't believe. Pitcher, I don't man. believe he keeps up enough nowadays to where he'd care. What are you talking? I know all the teams. Aren't you like a Rockies fan or something? Yeah. Unfortunately. Oh, that oh. sucks. Yeah. I know. No. It's the worst time. To, worst Bye. time to be a Rockies. Oh, look fan. there you go. There you go. I'm like, okay. I. Bye-bye. You've regained my trust. Yeah, Cameron's like, yeah, I know that we just paid fifty million to get rid of our. Or, uh, our best player. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very sad. Yeah, and then you didn't get anything good in return. I have no either. problem, dude. I love going to baseball games. Yeah. I love it. That's so much fun. Sweet. You know what? <laughs> We've put this off long enough. Let's get into this week's movie. Unfortunately, we're going to spend some time talking about couples retreat. Now, Joel, you chose this for us this week. Our first of like the the rom commy style of Valentine films we're going for. Month. Yeah. Why? Why'd you pick this one? 
I picked it because I remember seeing a portion of it, which I couldn't even, like, after I watched it, I couldn't remember what part I had seen. Uh, but I just remember hearing a lot of people say, Was it, it one of, great. which one of the masturbation scenes was it? All of them. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just remember hearing that it wasn't great from a lot of different people. Um, and as soon as you said, we need to pick movies, or, or like, let's, you, you brought up this idea of let's try and do like, I was going to say, I didn't force thing. us to yeah, do it. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> everyone has to pick a love movie. No. Uh, Ryan came up with a great idea, which I may say. Um, like, hey, we should do like a, a theme for the month, you know, for Valentine's Day. And I was trying to think back, and I literally Googled, like, rom-coms to, like, think back to ones I've seen that I didn't like. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah, like, this might be a good one because a lot of people said it wasn't great. Um, and I'm glad I picked it. I think it's going to work out well for this. So this was the first time actually, like, watching this it This is my first time through, watching right? it all the way through, yeah. Do you, are you one of those people like me who, like, would see it on, like, TBS randomly on, like, a yeah, Sunday Yeah, that's morning? how I had seen yeah. the part of it I'd seen before. Yeah. It was just on TV. I was the same way. Like, I'd never <laughs> – when I watched it, I thought uh, going into it, I was like, "Oh, well, I've seen a ton of this movie. I'll remember a decent amount." And then I watched, I was like, "I don't remember any of this. Like, I don't remember anything that's happening in here." And yeah. I'm, I was lucky to not remember. It's it's funny you mention that because so I watched this movie over quarantine. Um, it was put on the television, and it was on. Yeah, it was TBS, and we weren't really very funny. We weren't. <laughs> I don't know why it was on because like we could have watched anything else, but she just put it on. Um, and like, I thought like, I thought that we had started it super far into the movie and that's why I didn't know what was going on. But after watching back the whole thing, I realized I had seen everything, but the first 10 minutes of this movie, like literally <laughs> it was just 10 minutes of this movie I hadn't seen. So I was like, I have to sit through this again like i was like oh cool maybe i you know i can see like the first half and then like catch but i was like are you kidding me i've seen essentially this whole movie before uh the the crucial 10 minutes that involves a kid pissing everywhere that he can and a yeah. power and a powerpoint presentation yeah <laughs> yeah um, joel you picked it knowing that you didn't really know a lot about the film but you had said that people had told you maybe not so great things about it now that you've seen it where do you stand on this film? I went into this. Uh, Ryan and I kind of talked about this during last week's edit. I went into it honestly expecting that I was going to enjoy it. I almost said and like it. Uh, enjoy it. And I came out of it not no. enjoying it. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. It, it To me, it just missed the mark. Like, absolutely. You know, there was a lot of stuff that just wasn't funny. Like, I genuinely think I maybe laughed like a, a chuckle. And by a chuckle, I mean literally like a... <laughs> once i don't like yeah, other I, than that i just watched the movie you know i didn't laugh a single time watching this you, you know it's funny you know what's interesting about this movie is that so when we were watching it on tbs i very thought funny. very funny i thought that they were like a bunch of like there were a bunch of times where like something didn't make sense and so i was like oh they had you know they definitely had to cut it was like very jarring i was like oh they had to like cut they probably cut a scene out for time or they probably did something like that and i went back and watched this movie i was like no they didn't cut anything the movie just doesn't make sense no it makes no sense <laughs> I'm, I'm curious do you guys think that not that this is a film that would be worth it but do you think this has like a like a rated r like adult cut because this is this is pg-13 yeah and do you think there's like a, a rated r cut out there that's not like that, even more that, obnoxious. Not that I'd want to see. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I can't. I can't imagine. I this movie had to have ridiculous, like 
this movie had to have gone back and forth between the R and PG thirteen. Oh, I'm sure it did. Rating yeah. because like it's like it's crazy. There are movies that are PG thirteen. Like um, oh, well, it's just crazy that like some movies that are PG thirteen. They're kind of well, like Spider Man, right? It's crazy that Spider Man has the same rating as this movie right they're very they're wildly yeah. different in a lot of the super of yeah a lot of the marvel movies are pg-13 yeah they're wildly different in the amount of content or the types of content uh in them but they're both pg-13 whereas like if i was watching this with like if i was watching spider-man with like a 13 year old i'd have no issue with it like i'd be like okay yeah. cool and if i'm watching this movie with a 13 year old like what the hell yeah. yeah, there's certain moments in this one that like definitely scream like, yeah, you guys are censoring it, but the what you're actually like going for here is very much. Not I mean, I don't know if they were censoring it. There's that scene where the yoga dude was full on thrusting into uh, John Favreau's wife, and I'm like, what the? John Favreau's character's wife, not literally John Favreau's <laughs> wife. Uh, this is um. Joel, I want to be honest with you. We had to pay to watch this one. Oh, yeah. It was no, it was on, wasn't on any streaming services. Yeah, you owe me four dollars. Yeah, I'm mad at you that I had to spend real <laughs> hey, money. To I text this. you guys and said, "Hey, you want to borrow it on my uh, on my Amazon? No takers, no takers." It's just because we're good friends and don't want to abuse our friendship. Well, I know that Vince Vaughn doesn't have any movies coming out. Uh, you know, isn't very successful anymore. So <laughs> not anymore. Him... No, he had his run in the late two thousands. The Him what, and Favreau together, of... swingers. Oh well, Favreau's doing just fine. We don't no, no, I know, him. but I'm saying that they were when they back in like you said early 2000s ish. You know what's crazy is that I also am like you, where I thought that maybe I wouldn't mind this one going in because it was like, oh, it's getting like reruns on TBS all the time. Mm-hmm. Just like forgetting Sarah Marshall is one of those movies that like mm-hmm. I never like really saw it all the way through. I just see it on TBS, and when there's commercials spliced in, you tend to get distracted and run right. off and do something else. But then you actually sit down and watch the movies like, oh, this is really good. This is actually really funny. So I thought maybe this would be just like that, and it really wasn't. But the thing that surprises me is that when we told people that we were doing couples retreat, did you guys get any feedback from people who were like, oh, I actually kind of like that movie? Not directly, but there's been a couple comments on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we post the, uh, the announcements the same day we record. And prior to recording, we've got a couple of comments where... Uh, one directly says that they enjoy this, that they think this is actually hmm. underrated. Um, and then a couple of others sound like, hey, I like this movie, but I'm interested to see what you guys think. So I didn't watch this movie with my family like I typically do because uh, I completely forgot about this movie because that's how Forgettable Couples Retreat is. Our favorite segment of the show I, is Nolan Point. I know. History. It, can, it well, doesn't exist. So week. here's the thing. I told it's my dad canon. how you said – that that was your favorite section of the show. And so he came to me this morning. He said, hey, Cameron, uh, I remembered you were telling me you had to watch Couples Retreat this weekend. Uh, I, I watched it before, and I want you to tell the podcast that I didn't like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That was, that was my oh, dad. So your dad review. does listen to the show, too, not just your mom. Well, I had told them about it. My dad doesn't oh. listen to this show. He should. He should uh, start. Since I was going to say, what what do your parents think of me roasting you on the on the Netflix oh, episode? That's true. My mom was like, "Who's that bully?" <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you know, my dad liked Collateral Beauty, and he didn't like this movie. So what did I tell you? He's a man of some taste. <laughs> but yeah, I forget exactly where we were going. Well, but... it's it's just weird that you have people coming in and saying that like they kind of like this one mm-hmm. or they're interested in this one. But then you go see like what 
critics thought of it. If you go look at the Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at a lofty 10%. Wow. 10%. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it was lo- it's lower than Collateral Beauty, which is probably about right because this movie is bad. Like, I, I want to stress, like, we're being kind of kind early on, but as we get deeper into the actual, like, crux of this film, it is an issue. There's a lot of appalling moments that happen in this film. Um, but then the audience score sits at 39. So so about four out of, so what, two out of every five people you run into will be like, yeah, I thought Couples Retreat was pretty good. I'm just surprised by that because after watching it, I just really didn't think people would be interested in this one, especially considering when this came out. This came out October 9th, 2009. That was like a late boom of like some good comedy back then. Like there was some pretty good stuff coming out around that time. I think of like, well, see, here's the thing. This was the era of comedy where I feel like a lot of this was like around the time that like super bad, mm-hmm. forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah, a lot of Easy, Will Ferrell stuff. Easy A, right? Easy A was around this. Yeah, it was time. 2010. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna have to go out and say, I don't like the comedy of this uh, era. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that the comedies are good. I don't like super bad. I don't think Superbad is funny. I've seen it multiple times. I don't think it's a very. I don't think it's a good movie. Um, the, there's someone who, a friend of mine who I recently talked to, who said you were his favorite host on the show. Oh no! And after he hears that sentence, he is absolutely. Oh, I am change so his sorry. Mind. I'm so a sorry. A million percent. I just don't. I just don't find it funny. I don't understand. Like that's the thing. Like when Booksmart came out, people were like, "Oh, it's just Superbad." but with it's way girls. it's way better than super bad. but no book smart is hilarious yeah. i i got into this fight with someone i have never laughed as hard in a movie theater as i did with book smart oh my god that movie is hilarious um and so when it kept getting because compared to super bad i'm like i wish i laughed this much in super bad um but yeah just kind of this era of comedies like you said forgetting sarah marshall i mean it was fine um there's I, some there's like, some standouts like Step Brothers. I don't think Step Brothers is funny. I don't think Talladega Nights is that funny. Like I, I, I that era of comedy. You leave Adam McKay alone. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> we haven't talked about Vice yet. We'll get um, to it. But I just don't think those movies are funny. Are you gonna not mention your buddy Todd Phillips's crown jewel of The Hangover? Oh yeah, The Hangover sucks. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it sucks. Um, yeah, I saw the Hangover for the first time last year. You guys missed hey, out. Me too, I saw, actually. I snuck into the theater and saw that. Yeah, see, the Hangover is not funny. I'm sorry, it's not funny at all. I watched that movie and I saw the reviews. I was like, "How the hell did this happen? Those movies aren't funny." I don't get what was up with this era of comedy. You don't and, like? Is there anything that Todd Phillips has ever directed that you liked? Just curious, because no, I know he's how, a I bad know, director. Yep, I just wanted to make sure we got that out in the open. He's a bad director. <laughs> Uh, yeah, God, it was... the Joker pisses me off. Yep, <laughs> we are God. not getting we are not getting started with this right now. Not God, that movie pisses no, me off. We're not ready for that yet. Poor Cameron, poor audience. If Cameron sucks. if Cameron starts going off on a Joker, we will not finish this episode in under four hours. <laughs> Jesus no. Christ! Um, I th- no, I understand what you're saying though, Cameron. Like, I I hadn't seen actually, I hadn't seen Superbad until like six months ago. And I didn't mind it. I didn't think it was, like, bad. Um, it was pretty funny. I used to have this, up until, like, a couple months ago, I used to have this, like, disdain for um, Michael Sarah, Just <laughs> for whatever reason. Like, See, I actually I, like him. Well, and that's the thing is, like, the more I've seen of him, 
I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed. Like I actually only also recently saw what's it called Scott Pilgrim, and That's I great. really enjoy Scott Pilgrim. You know, yeah, I, like um, I think he's he's great in Arrested Development. Oh, I'm God. assuming that I'm assuming you hadn't seen that show when like Superbad came out and that's why like you weren't in, into it like Arrest, Arrested yeah Development? Arrested Development if, right, I had if, not right because if, yeah. if you had seen Arrested Development and you saw young Michael Sarah that's the people that because that's a common thing with him like he wasn't a very popular actor until like I don't know maybe not even until like this is the end where he like just made fun of himself in mm-hmm. that movie and people were like oh yeah Michael what are you Sarah's talking about Michael Sarah wasn't a popular actor I don't think you like. I don't think he was a what? well. I don't think he was a well liked actor. Like, oh, people I think didn't you're like wrong. him. He was in so many movies in that era. I'm just, I was I'm, sick of seeing him in movies. Like, well, that's what he's saying. Like, in, yeah, I, I just, I'm not saying he wasn't successful. I'm saying he wasn't well liked. Like people by, like, didn't oh, enjoy his yeah. work. Yeah, they oh, just, I thought they, you said he wasn't well known. No, 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 no. Yeah, he. But was, I love Arrested Development. He was me my too. favorite part of Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, I love Arrested. Which, Development. Which, by the way, Arrested Development is still the best sitcom ever made. So. Does it classify as a sitcom? I think so. Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. guess, yeah. I it changed just, the I, way comedy was done on television. I always just associate sitcoms with like the twenty-two minute laugh track live audience shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know why I do that because um, I know it's like a situational comedy, so it doesn't have to be that format. But maybe just growing up around that style of show—that's kind right. of what I associated it with. Um, but yeah, no, you're right because like. It set the tone for shows like The Office and Parks and Rec and Modern Family to step away from the mm-hmm. live audience yeah. style of well, laugh track shows. And then, and then it, it was like the first comedy, like the first television show to infuse jokes that just kept on going and going and going yeah. and last like three. You know, there are jokes yeah. from the first season that still have in the most know, recent seasons. In the most recent seasons that still keep going. You know, like like. Like I, I hate that my family hasn't seen Arrested Development because I make quotes all the time. Like I'm like her, you know, and no one knows yep. what I'm talking about, you know, or um, you know. Uh, I send the I send the I've made a huge mistake gift oh, to people yeah. Yeah. all the time. Or you know when someone says um, you know trick or something, I go a trick is something a whore does for money. <laughs> like <laughs> illusions, Michael. A trick is something a whore when, does for when money. Someone goes, "What are those? These are my awards, mother from <laughs> army." <laughs> Dude, a, a quote that my friend and I say like all the time is when, when she's like, she's like, "I got a new job." He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Beads." <laughs> and Job's like, "Bees, beads, beads." <laughs> Job's not on board. <laughs> that whole sequence is hilarious. Uh, you know, it's funny we bring up Arrested Development. It seems Kinda... like I blew myself. Yes. <laughs> we are having a Analogous. fire sale. Uh, we could quote Arrested Development for oh, the entirety of this show. Is, that show is so good. When you bring up Arrested Development, though, it's funny because we actually have one of the lead characters from that show here in yes, this film. The lead He's character. The... I want to run through this I cast a little Jason bit. Oh First, God. I'm going to mention the men in the cast and then the women because that's how they gave them credits in the, in the yeah, actual that was credits. Weird. So, so, <laughs> <I saw laughs> so I'm going to do it that way. Uh, I don't know why they did it that way, but it was very telling. <laughs> um, so uh, we have Vince Vaughn, uh, John Favreau, Jason Bateman, and Faison Love. Those are the four male leads. And then Faison Love, also known for his killer role in Elf. He's a great Elf. Mm-hmm. He was the oh, he was yeah. the Gimbal's manager, right? Hell yeah! That was originally supposed to be Wanda Sykes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Um, and then when did Elf come out? 
just out of curiosity, was that like 2004? Oh, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, because like all these That's guys, why John Farvo. Right, all yeah. these guys Farvo. are kind of tight. I can't Christ. pronounce director's name. I thought we know this. John John Farvo, Farvo and Ava Duvieri. No, I was just curious because these are all people that have worked together. It seems like at least mm-hmm. with the, the the male side. Who directed that this? Um, so that's get, actually a great yeah, question. Yeah. yeah, I will get on the director after yeah. I finish the cast because okay, um, it all kind of lumps together. Um, the female leads are Malin Ackerman, Kristen Bell, Kristen Davis, and then I guess we would go with um, Callie Hawk, who plays the young Trudy girl uh-huh. in there, even though she's kind of has a lesser role than everybody else, but she's around. She's in there. She's and, around. And then just a couple other people show up. Uh, there's Tasha Smith plays uh, Jennifer, who comes in later in the movie. Uh, John Reno plays Marcel, who's like the the overseer of the resort mm. um tamura morrison is here and his yeah. role is just so unimportant it's like, <laughs> absolutely i yeah. saw him in the in the Who's imdb beforehand and then i was like oh that's what they used him for so tamara morrison if you've seen aquaman he is jason Momoa's father in that if you've seen the star wars prequels he's jango fett and then all the clone troopers and then also now he's boba fett in the mandalorian um season two so that's where we've seen Tamara Morrison, amongst many other things. I'm sure. Is he I'm the guy in Parks and Recreation? Huh? Which guy? Okay. Do you so you've seen Parks and Recreation, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay. You remember when Chris Pratt goes to England and he lives in the man and he goes to the no mansion? oh no 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 you're thinking of the guy who plays the um like the bellhop guy yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah you're right that guy that is guy. that same guy from Parks okay. and Recreation that's not okay. Tamara Morrison that's not yeah oh Tamara <laughs> yeah. Morrison's the other guy. Yeah, Tamara Morrison. It, in this movie, Tamara Morrison is like the island guy that bangs okay. the gong and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay, um, okay. The guy you're thinking of is – I'm going to butcher this last oh, name. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know, even know how to say it. So <laughs> It's Peter Serafinowitz. That might be right, actually. Oh, that's that's probably really the right way yeah. to say it. <laughs> and then he plays a character named Scantley, right? Okay. It's Stanley with a C. Oh, it's Stanley with a C. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Stanley with a C. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah, no, that's who you're thinking of. Because yeah, I remember they're flying like the air hogs or the drones or yeah, whatever yeah, they're yeah. doing. I was like, I oh, just, I know that guy from Parks and Rec. I just yeah. put that together. That he yeah. says he says at the beginning of the show or the movie, it's Stanley with a C, and they look at him like what? And then yeah. later on, we get the payoff for that. I just put that together. It's true. Um, but yeah, no. So that's the cast that we have for this one. And but with the director, the director is Peter Billingsley. And if you haven't heard of Peter Billingsley, that's because this was his directorial debut. Um, and he's only had one other. But people feature. should know what who he is, though. Yes. Well, he's <laughs> actually famous more so as a child star because he's Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. he was he was the el- one of the elves on Elf, too. That well, was like yeah. a nice little callback. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he is a known person just maybe by. Did he write it? Mm-mm. No. Uh, this is the, Favreau and uh, co-wrote and, uh, by uh, Favreau and Vaughn. Yeah. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. This is probably is it is it fair fair to say this is probably, probably John Favreau's pro- worst writing credit? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I would have to assume so. Um, we're just glad you didn't direct it. Um, yeah, that would hurt. <laughs> yeah. The other um, the other film that Peter Billingsley directed is called Term Life. It came out in 2016, starring Vince Vaughn and uh, Haley Steinfeld. That film is sitting at a whopping 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, no. Jeez, (laughs) dude. Yeah. So there's a reason that he only has these two features to his name. And it's not like – he's not even a guy that has done, like, a bunch of, like, music videos or shorts or stuff. He only had two other directing credits in total, and they were both short films. And they came out in, like, 1994. 
He does a lot of producing. Um, he was like an EP, I think, on Iron Man. Yeah. One, one of the Iron Mans. Um, he was an EP. Oh, no, he's a character in Iron Man as well. He had a small role. I think he was an EP on Spider-Man Homecoming, too. Like, he's got weird – his credits were weird. I'm like, assuming he's got, like, a good relationship with Favreau. Well, I think they're all just friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. him, And Vaughn, he probably just has a lot of money. So I, he's yeah. like, here, I produce, put my name on it. Yeah. Yeah, because, like – um. It's interesting because Favreau, Bateman, and Vaughn have teamed up as well. Mm-hmm. That film, The Breakup, with Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, they're all in that together. Um, the other guys have smaller roles, but they're all in it together still. So, like, everybody talks about, like, the comedy groups that we're familiar with, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Seth Rogen, James Franco group, and then there's, like, the Will Ferrell the, group, and Owen then Paul, Paul, Paul Rudd's in all of them because everybody loves Paul Rudd. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, this is almost like another one where it's like Vince Vaughn, John Favreau, Seth Bateman Rogen movies aren't funny. Have, have you? Have you <laughs> guys a, just a pot shot at <laughs> Seth Rogen? They're not. Um, have you guys seen Swingers? I've never seen it. No, I haven't. No, I've actually heard great things about Swingers. So have I. But yeah, Peter Billingsley maybe should stick to making Comic Con appearances for. A Christmas oh, geez, story. damn! Ouch. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, are we going to sit here and pretend like this was a good job by him? As well, a director? he could still like, act. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> Comic-Con. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Like, it's not like he has a ton of acting credits either. Like, he's he's got a couple, but he's not he's not in the popular Hollywood sphere anymore. He's just not. Like, No, of course not, but I don't know. That was just harsh. I, I'm, very sorry. harsh. I'm sorry, but like. I'm not going to be... That's I'm another guest we're not going to have on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll get over it. So no Peter Billingsley, no Zach... Uh, what did you call him? Galifianakis. Galifianakis, yeah. Uh, no Ava Duvieri, that's for sure. All the shots I could take at Peter Billingsley, the fact of the matter is, is that this film did not perform well for Universal when they distributed it. It's like John Trevorrow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, the budget for this film is seventy million dollars. Holy which shit! I would have to. I would, it's, it's, it's it's incredibly high. What the hell? Well, it's all it's for the CGI sharks. That's what they spend. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, That's what I'm wondering. How would they spend seventy million dollars on? It's probably just to go on money va- laundering. Well, it was probably just so they could go on vacation on some island because, like, Adam Sandler yeah. did that with uh, just go well, with it. I think that's like, what I'm blended. Is this maybe? Oh, oh no, blended was in Africa. Yeah, blended was in of, Africa. Could be any of those. Just well, go with was it was say, the one with like Brooklyn like Decker. Adam Sandler makes movies where he just hires his friends, gives them a bunch of money, and then they make a shit ton anyway. Because dude, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares? And put, ever since he struck that deal with Netflix, he doesn't care. He's good to go. He'll keep making. He'll make Hubie Halloween too, and be fine with it. He doesn't <laughs> care. Um, Did so that was. You guys see Sandy Wexler? No, no. Oh yeah, that was. I didn't see it either. But I, I don't watch Sandler stuff outside of Uncut Gems recently. So Fifty oh, well, First Dates though is aren't you just an A twenty four aficionado? That's a good movie. A twenty four. He's like, oh my god, have you guys seen the new A twenty four movie? Yeah, I mean. They're the only movies that are worth seeing anymore. Are you doing your, Are you doing Joel's it, impression of you? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> that is what it sounds like. Really? Cameron, do you like A24 movies? I know you don't love this. I know you think they're overrated, but I know you like some of their movies. So, I, I just think that they're very funny. I, I have an A24 shirt. What are you yeah. talking about? What are you yeah, talking I, about? A24 then? is good. I, I don't yeah. mind A24. 
824 aka I a 24 really year like old thinks is the only movies <laughs> i do th- i do think 824 makes some very great films i just it's just it's just funny because like if you ever go on like reddit like when a24 like it was just yeah, like, yeah. oh my god a24 they they make the best movies and the funny thing is, is that people like think that a24 produced these movies where they're literally just a distributor that mm-hmm. was of course until moonlight which was the first movie that they actually produced but and, everyone and thought phenomenal. that they were a production company when they're really right. just a distribution company now right. they're producing uh you know and you know they produce uh you know they produce euphoria so they're, they're breaking out into more production but even before like when everyone was like oh yeah a24 is so good they were just distributing i mean yeah. thank you cameron yeah thank you for yeah, getting you on your There's soapbox there that's another sponsor we won't get um <laughs> i like a24 no, we said we like them so financially let's Mid-summer. go back summer it's so good let's go back to how the film did financially <laughs> though because domestic opening weekend just a hair above 34 million on their opening weekend that's not bad um, for a comedy no i was surprised like i thought that was actually pretty decent it's yeah, what happens good. after that is the issue what um, was it first in the it's sweet and it's because it came in the, out in october it's yeah. kind of a dead time for movies was it first it's opening weekend yeah it might have been i'm not sure i didn't I you don't know this that. i didn't I check that uh, I didn't do my research. Yeah, we need a new <laughs> QA person. <laughs> um, domestically, as a total, though, it only grossed $109 million, So it definitely fell off. I feel like that's not bad, though. No, it's not. You uh, made it wh- sound like it was going to bomb. Well, I'm not done yet. Okay. Oh, we haven't talked about the international box office. It, it came out, f- or it was fourth in its week. This was never going to be a movie that performed Fifth. well internationally, though. No, it didn't. So the the total gross is one hundred seventy one point eight million. So, I mean, are we gonna are we gonna say that that's a good number for this film? Yes. So it's about a hundred million over its budget. So yeah, that's for a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, for a bad movie. Yeah. Well, I can't believe this comedy took. This is a movie that should have been thirty five to forty million dollars to make. Sorry, it actually did. Uh, it did take first in the box office the week it came out. I was gonna say when you and said it fourth, I was like, beat out um, Zombieland, which had only been out for a week. Um, so it, it took over for it Zombieland. beat Zom- it beat Zombieland in the second week. Zombieland. Oh, well, there you go. There's another week, comedy yeah. that came out in that time that I didn't like. Body with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But but yeah, it, it, it's opening week. It did it did it uh, place first in the box office. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I guess we could say then that the film did well financially but it's See, not like right, it's not right, like, and here's the issue here's the issue is that you're 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 using modern day movie numbers as like a movie has to make 170 million dollars back in 2009 especially for a comedy is really good okay you know what if you're you're defending this movie I, i'm not i'm not sitting <laughs> I'm defending here defending the financials yeah, of this i was movie. agreeing i was literally saying i guess this did f- kind of well and you're just like well you're doing this wrong well you so. did you started off you say it did really bad at the box office i don't think it did well at the box office i disagree with you there Okay, I well, I think I'm it did. Curious. Uh, I think it did about what I'd expect because you got to think about the type of the movie this is. It's literally like well, that's exactly a hundred percent a couple's like date night movie. You know what I mean? It's like oh, let's go watch this movie's called Couples Retreat. Like mom and dad finally got the night off, just like in the movie. You're just like oh, grandpa came and he's gonna take care of the kids this weekend. Uh, let's let's go see something. You know, let's go watch a movie. Oh, Couples Retreat, a little comedy. Yeah, let's go check that out. So 
to me, it, it's one of those films that's going to do well simply based on the kind of movie it is. You know what I mean? Like we said, thirty. What was it? Thirty-four thousand. It's not terrible. You See, know, it's, it's you, decent. Okay, let's go on with the movie. Yeah. Talk about financials. Have we talked about? Have we even done the summary yet? No, that's what we're going into next. Now that everybody's <laughs> now that cooler heads have prevailed, and we all agree that oh this my. movie was a financial success. Um, let's go into the synopsis of our film. Tell you a little bit about what the story is, and then we'll get into the real heart of the story. Four couples, all at different stages of their relationships, arrive at an all-expenses-paid couples retreat. While they think that they are just going on a vacation, it turns out that there are several activities that are mandatory for them to participate in, or else they are kicked off the island. Each couple will go through the seminar to learn how to be a better couple, whether they want to or not. So that was a brief synopsis of the film Couples Retreat. The issue with Couples Retreat is that, I don't know if you guys are going to agree with me on this, it, there really isn't anything of major importance that mm-hmm. happens in this film. You could literally summarize this entire film in a couple sentences. It would be a group, a group of couples go on a retreat together, they learn about their marriages, figure out that they don't have as perfect marriages as they thought, but they all end up resolving it at the end, and they become better for it, and then they go home. I like how and we they just get spirit had, animals. I like how we just had the synopsis, and you're like, I know. "Hey, I'm going to give you the synopsis." Again. <laughs> I know, but, but that like was, that was like a synopsis <laughs> of the synopsis, though. That was right. like even, even more like or less information. No, like, but, it's... but you're right. It it just kind of like, it. it not, I can't even say like Cameron's catchphrase is like, "Oh, it happens because it has to." It's like things just happen because they're like, "Okay, let's fill this space with a, with a bunch of quote unquote well, comedy." You know, and that's the thing is the scenes. It, it feels like um, it feels like little sketches, mm-hmm. like kind of like combined together. They think like, oh, okay, yeah. well, we think that this might be funny, so let's let's make a scene with this. Like, okay, like it's like the idea. They're they're in the writing room and they're like, hey, we we want to do this movie where, um, a couple goes on a retreat. Okay, what would be some funny like what would be some funny sketches at like a couple's retreat? Right. Oh, well, let's say they're in the water. And one of them drops a shark bucket. Oh, okay. You know, a bucket full of um, blood. Shark bait. Shark bait. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, okay. Well, you know, what if we went with the brand new original idea of a guy getting a boner while getting a massage? Wouldn't that be funny if we do an entire sequence? Not just one sequence, but like multiple sequences about it. Like they have the they have the room service guy while the wife is right next door. Yeah. Try getting a massage, trying to like oh, seduce and the, it, the. And wouldn't it be therapist. funny if the masseur who's giving her a massage is super hot and she's trying to seduce him, but he's actually gay? Whoa, wouldn't that be funny? Um, and it's like, like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they were doing yoga and the yoga instructor was sexual and like ha- doing like sexual poses? Like, wouldn't that be funny? Like, like, and like that's how the movie. Wait, See, like it's, it's, like, it's like a, it's like a movie full of bits yeah, yeah exactly and and you know that's what the whole like itinerary allows them to do is like okay well at an hour 15 in the movie we're gonna do this bit and an hour 50 in the movie we're gonna do this it's bit. like exactly. it's like if you filmed an episode of snl and you said all of your settings are on a on a island resort mm-hmm. okay i like snl snl hey, but i'm, yeah, I'm just okay. saying like that yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fine yeah, it's he, an it's an episode of mad tv <laughs> all people the, give people all talk the settings crap about snl but that i like snl too it's fine yeah it's yeah. good um no you bring up good points though camera because like one of the notes that i wrote down was that this movie just 
has a lot of moments that make you uncomfortable. Yeah, very. You know, there's a lot of things in this that are very uncomfortable. You kind of mentioned the there's a whole scene where they're doing yoga and the yoga instructor is, you know, this super fit, attractive dude that wears a uh, a, like a a speedo, you know, it's a small speedo type thing. And some of the poses that he's having, having them do are extremely sexual poses. And when the guys sex with them. Yeah. Well, when the guys aren't doing the husbands aren't doing the poses correctly, he's like, no, let me step in and I show you how to do it. And he gets into there and he's like, thrusting onto the women and it's like i mean even malin ackerman's character like makes a point to look at uh uh john favreau's wife's character really like your accent hey just come in here bada bing bada boom (laughs) i know i made him like kind of italian you did Uh, but uh it's me mario it's me a yoga instructor (laughs) uh but um there's just a lot <laughs> There's just a lot of really uncomfortable things that that happen. Luigi took movie. pink or Luigi took peach, so Mario's like, I, I gotta get back at him somehow. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I don't want to gloss over the actual plot of the film, but they only touch on it early, and it doesn't matter. So we'll just say like, there's four couples in this, and we can run through them real quick. So. I'm probably just going to do them based on the actors, not on their characters. Yeah, That's fine. I, yeah, 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 go for it. I don't yeah. remember their names. So it's uh, Vince Vaughn and Malin Ackerman are a married couple with two young sons. Um, he is a video game salesman, which I want to. I want to bring this. Confusing, yeah. I, it's really confusing because like they they talk about how like yeah like Guitar Hero, which shouts to Guitar Hero. I wonder how much they paid for that sponsorship. I know. In this. Yeah. Um, they're like, yeah, like I, I uh, designed. It made it seem like he was like a designer on That's, Guitar Hero. I thought he, yeah, I thought that he was like he part of the development team, it. right? And then he sold us. Like, so are you just like a GameStop manager? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what does it mean? Like, to like, is he like work for the sales department of the company that makes Guitar Hero? It's never clear. I would have to assume that's what they were going for. I thought, yeah, I thought he worked for the developer in some way. Is how it was initially, yeah put in our or like introduced to us but then later on it does make it seem like he just works at like a GameStop. Yeah, it's just a GameStop manager. Um so they they have two young kids and they're the ones that seem to have the most stable marriage going into it. Then there's uh John Favreau and Kristen Davis who they have a I guess 17 or 18 year old daughter and we find out that they're just waiting until she goes off to college before they just get divorced and move on. They're just holding it together until she leaves. Um, then there's uh, Faison Love, and then uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, Kaylee Hawk. Um, Faison is divorced from his wife, who is Tasha Smith, who plays Jennifer. We see her later on. Um, he's divorced, and he's dating now this 20-year-old as like his midlife crisis relationship. And then the couple that actually convinces everybody to go on the retreat, this is Jason Bateman and uh, Kirsten, uh, Kristen Bell's characters, they are having marriage issues because they can't conceive a child and they're very like by the book analytical people. So they're basically like, yeah, if we can't convince a child, we should probably just get divorced because, because it's just not meant to be. So those are the, those are the groups we're playing with here. Um, do any of those couples in at all stand out to anybody or are they just kind of unimportant? See, I actually thought the whole PowerPoint thing was kind of funny I'm not going to lie to mm-hmm. you when he was like, he's like, I want to see another PowerPoint of your balls. Cause like, apparently he like did a PowerPoint to About explain testicular, he cancer. Had testicular cancer. I thought that was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, and so I thought, Hey, 
maybe this movie might be funny because that was one of the first kind of gags or whatever. Uh, it did not end up that way. No, because um, the actual like presentation was so boring. Like I just thought the pres, I thought the lead up to the presentation was interesting and funny, like you were saying, because I uh-huh. like I don't want to watch another presentation about your balls, like that's. And then he was like, he was like, he's like, well, you guys are going to, you know, you, you guys, guys are going to regret, you know, not checking to see if you have, you know, calcified Joel, spots yeah. on your. And like I thought that like that was kind of. Well, you know what it kind of reminded me of was like the Disney Vacation Club pitch. That I felt the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it literally felt like Disney Vacation Club. Yeah, it's just like, would you like to re- to own a timeshare? And be able to go on vacation wherever you want. It had that tone mm-hmm. to it, like because because they're basically like, "Hey, we're having marriage troubles, and we want to go on this week long trip in order to try and salvage our marriage, but we can only do it. We can only afford it if we all go." And you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of Jason Bateman. Yeah, I think, you know, Arrested Development is a whole. It's like like I said, it's my favorite. You know, tell it's my favorite comedy television show. Um, Jason Bateman is so good in whatever he's in. Ozark is like I will go on my way to watch anything Jason Bateman is in because it doesn't Thunder matter Force? if he is, in, he, is he he's in Thunder. Force? Yeah, he is. Yeah. God damn it! Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I will I will watch anything that Jason Bateman is in because I enjoy him that much. I think he is hilarious. Um, I, I also think he's a good actor when he's not trying to be funny. Like you, did you guys see the gift? With, yeah, um, yeah, with Joel Edgerton. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's um, he's really good in that movie too. It's just something about his delivery. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I agree. You know, no, he is very, a great actor. Yeah, very good. Um, and so I'm just drawn to Jason Bateman and whatever he's in. And as much as I wanted to like him and his character in this movie, I mean, yeah. it's Jason Bateman and Kristen Bell. Like, come on, they should be two, the most likable. I love these people and yeah. everything else. But, like, just like with all the couples in here, they suck. I mean, like, Jason Bateman sucks. He's an his awesome character, he's a He's mean to his wife. Yeah. His wife is mean to him. Like, you know, it's like, like you know, at the start of this movie, you have to appreciate that, oh, they recognize there's something wrong with our marriage. We want to try and fix it. And so they, they go and do it. But you realize, like, when they're going through the therapy, when they're talking about stuff – Jason Bateman doesn't listen to his wife at all. He doesn't care about her. No. Like it, it is all about him. And at the same time, like, like it's not like she's, I mean, we don't really find out much about her character other than the fact that apparently she's the one who can't have kids. It wasn't him. It was her fault, but like, we don't really find anything about her character. Um, so there's nothing really likable about her just because, we don't know anything now. I don't dislike her as much as I dislike Jason Bateman's character, because yeah. uh, he all the guys in this movie are just assholes. They're awful guys. Yeah, they are. That's that's something I wanted to touch on. Is that like they really play up that like, I, I maybe Faison's not a bad guy. Like he's probably the most no. He's he, no. He's, he's not. yeah yeah. He's probably the most likable of the group. Um, uh, but the other three, yeah, that because Vince Vaughn, the reason that. The, the story for Vince Vaughn and Malin Akram is that he just kind of ignores her, basically. Like, that's their thing. And we then should he's, rank he's caught the up guys in his work. from he's our t- least favorite. Why don't we favorite. rank the cu- – let's rank the couples. Who do we think is the best couple out of this group? Uh, I would say – I couple-wise, I'd though. go with – I know. No, but I know for, for sake good. of what – but for, just for sake of the question – Couples wise, I would go with Vince Vaughn and Melanie. Yeah, I think that's the easy. The answer, next couple yeah. down, 
It's really hard after that. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing is I would I would feel like I would say Jason Bateman and Kristen Bell next because I don't think Faison and uh, – It's not a real couple. Yeah, it's, they're, they're not only, really a real they, couple. They've only been together for two weeks. Even with and his then, real wife, like his whole wife's – like, you know, we're not really talking about this in order because it doesn't – It doesn't matter. Yeah, Faison's to, wife comes back at the very end. She's like, oh, I've been looking for you because I heard you were doing the single things. I wanted to go do my thing, and so I wanted to bang all these guys. Yeah, and I that's what she says. Yeah. And I and like I realized after I had, you know, gone and done all of these things that you were the person who I was really in love with. Okay, that's fine if you're dating, but when you're married to someone, are you kidding me? That's your excuse for leaving. Like, like, and for him to be like, like I like, and this is like we're talking. I'm talking about this character as if he's a real person. Like I understand this idea of like. of like still loving someone and like wanting to be back with them like after they've left or whatever and so like i understand where he's coming from with that but like it's just like oh yeah i never stopped loving you like oh you know we went through an entire divorce we went through all of this stuff oh okay cool i guess it you know i guess it's fine they never say how long they've been separated no no that's true yeah they don't mention it because like they're i guess they're like trying to play it off that like maybe it's only been a couple months but it doesn't work either way. Cause like, like you said, Cameron, like her reasoning for wanting to get divorced, it makes her come off. Oh, not she's that great. Yeah, she's terrible. Well, and like, that's the thing. If that's what she wanted and like, I guess I'm getting down into like the relationship of it, but just talk to him. And like, you, like if it's some, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just be separated for a little bit. It's right? like she, you it's like she bl- into divorce. Well, it's like she blamed him for her not getting to experience things. Her single her life. life. Yeah. yeah. It's like that's not his fault. Like, I mean, we don't need to we don't need to be Doctor Phil on this we're, podcast. We're getting like, into the couples. We're like, wow, remember how this movie gave us two lines? Let's look deeply into yeah, them, right? <laughs> um, that this, I mean, this is kind of leading in for me to something that I wanted to ask you guys about, um, which is the the therapy sessions that they go to. Mm, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna say something that might sound like you might misinterpret it at first, um, and then when I further explain myself, I want to see what you guys think. But I felt like those therapy session scenes were, like, too real. And what I mean by that was, like, I feel like those scenes could have been great chances to throw some extra comedy in there and really kind of do this, like, outlandish kind of comedy. It's like the rest of the movie kind of is. But instead, it's like we're watching real therapy. I get what you're you're saying, yeah. Yeah, and, like, the dialogue's not great. I'm not saying that we're watching, like, a drama here or anything like that. But the dialogue, it almost plays more serious than anything else in the movie. Like, we're actually supposed to be watching them go through this therapy. Whereas I feel like they could have still gotten the same results where they took certain things out of the therapy while the therapists were like hilarious because the the people playing the therapist it was a good cast of people and those were all good character actors that easily could have made yeah. these these moments like hilarious like ken jong's character could have had some like outlandish way that he goes about his therapy you know and uh um what's the other guy's name i always forget his name oh uh, he was john something he was one of the yeah he was one of the other uh yeah uh, you know people uh Isn't john he, michael higgins yeah, yeah john michael yeah. higgins yeah and then uh amy hill you know she's the one that's been, that's always in all of uh adam sandler movies yeah uh, but all of them they're, they're great like, like i said character actor therapists that totally could have made these moments like very comedic but instead it was like they tried to fit these almost real feeling quote-unquote real uh moments of, of therapy and it just it just felt like it took well, away from something I think that's interesting you talk about. So we're talking about the therapy sessions and I think 
I think that something actually interesting could have been done with keeping them somewhat serious. Mm-hmm. And and I and the reason why I say that is because like I think if this was something that they kept coming like this was a long movie for a comedy. This movie it was, was an hour hours. and fifty four yeah, minutes. Yeah. And I don't know where that time was spent because it felt like there was nothing of substance anywhere. Like it was like we were saying, it was just a bunch of little skits put together to fill that time. It was it was full of filler. And the thing that I felt like they could have spent more time on was the actual couple's therapy, mm-hmm. right? Because the thing that was confusing, and th- I was talking about this earlier when I watched this movie before, I thought that they had cut scenes for time. One of the things I thought they had cut were multiple of the therapy sessions mm-hmm. because it seemed like the therapy was just like these kind of like random clips where it seemed like there would have been more, right? Where it seemed like they might have gone a little bit deeper or you know, or as you're saying, there might have been like a little bit more comedy there. Um, and like, this is like a way for them to, you know, kind of, you know, find each other, you know, work things out. But like to fight, like there were only two clips of each, like maybe like two yeah, minute clips. It of, was two. Yeah. Yeah. There was two times where we saw in each couple was like two minutes. Right. So each couple gets four minutes of therapy in the entire movie. That just didn't make sense for me. Well, and like, they don't they don't resolve anything. No, and they don't they resolve don't. anything. And th- and that's and that was the thing is like they did not add anything. I mean, I guess that just kind of goes for the movie is that nothing added up. Nothing. It never felt like anyone's relationship was getting any better until the very very end, where all of them suddenly were like, "Oh, guess guess we love each other again." There yeah, was never, you know, it was like it was like a it was like the therapy sessions were were a form of inception that were just was like put the thoughts into their mind of hey these might be some issues and then the characters were supposed to figure it out on their own and it's like i feel like that was like the intent of like oh we want to show that it wasn't the therapy that solved these relationships the characters found these solutions on their own they went through these emotions themselves and i feel like it doesn't play that way well it's not it's not even just the therapy sessions they play it off like the entire course of the retreat is doing that yeah like because at the end they're like you guys figured it out on your own and that was the plan the whole time it's like well that's yeah, it like a, like a charlie and the chocolate factory yeah, type thing, exactly. you know so like it makes everything that they went through basically makes the first at least hour of this film null and void like, yeah yeah none, none of it was important none of the therapy sessions mattered the group exercises didn't matter none of it mattered until they get to the party on the singles island which yeah. mm-hmm. we should mention the contrast of the islands a little yes. bit because when they arrive at the island they are it's called the eden resort and they go to the west resort which is the couples therapy and then there's another island the uh the eden east resort which is where it's the singles uh the single people go where for over there it's just a giant party like that's all it is it's like a rave mm-hmm. just massive party going on um and it they thought that when they signed up to go on this um they thought that they were going to be able to do like the fun stuff that were involved in this vacation but it turns out that they actually just have to do all of the couples therapy stuff. And if they don't do it all, they get their money refunded and get kicked off the island. Is that right? That's that's what that's what they yeah, did. That's right? how I interpret yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, just ridiculous. Like it's just so mind boggling. Like I don't understand, like maybe I just don't I maybe I'm just not getting it because it just to me that just seems like so lazy. To just be like, well, we have to make these things ha- in the like film sense. We have to make these things happen. We have to make them make sense. We have to cause a conflict between everybody. So what we're going to do is we're going to force them to only do awful things together for an hour and such. Mm-hmm. 
And it just creates a conflict that then doesn't get resolved through the process that they tell us about through the entire film. So it's just like it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah like, the payout, the payoffs were all very weak, just because, like he said, they had nothing to do with the rest of the film. Yeah, you know, it was like the characters just kind of like came to these, you know, <laughs> resolutions on their own in like the last ten minutes of the movie, and they're like, oh wait, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, it was awful, and you know, by far the worst one was John Favreau and uh, oh my god, oh my yeah. god, yeah, what's his wife's uh, Kristen. Uh, Kristen Davis from, <clears throat> yeah. Sex, from and, Sex in the City. And she this was entire in time in the movie, I mean, John Favreau is just awful. He wants to cheat on they his both wife. Are. They I mean, both they are. They both are. But, like, he wants to cheat on his wife any possibility he gets. Like, And she wants to cheat on him any possibility she gets. And, you know, they clearly don't, hate each other. Don't forget the worst thing that he does is he he pops one during the uh during oh, the massage yeah, and the then massage. then blames the masseuse for oh, doing God, it I and then tries so... and then tries to con- tries to sway her to take care of it that for him. felt so i i i want to say but it felt like it was a, a harvey weinstein moment it was so you know? inappropriate it was um i felt very very uncomfortable yeah There's and just, yeah it was a, very assaulty a lot of moments of, of discomfort during this movie that are that's supposed to be you know very comedic but going back to kind of something you were talking about earlier cameron is i think a lot of stuff was like that people found funny back then was very mm-hmm. you know kind of pushing it you know a little it bit it was crude humor yeah well, and and i don't know like you're saying you know you think about like seth MacFarlane type stuff or you know step brothers you know so oh, seth Rogen, in, not MacFarlane. Well, a little bit of both actually oh well, I thought, yeah, I th- yeah. sorry i thought you said seth MacFarlane earlier no, 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 seth um Rogen. Um, you know, but like that type of humor, you know, like, like I said, like a uh, stepbrothers, you know, it's like, Oh, I put my nuts on your drumstick, yeah. you know? And it's like, like, that's like the stuff that like a 12 year old would laugh at, yeah. you know? But it's well, like, <sighs> and that's the thing is like Todd Phillips made this complaint and he's like, Oh, you can't, he's like, I don't direct comedies anymore. Cause you can't be funny anymore. Cause people are so sensitive. And I think that's ridiculous because there are plenty of movies that come out that are hilarious. Like I talked about Booksmart earlier, right? That movie yeah. is hilarious, and it came out in 2019. So how are you going to tell me it's impossible to make funny movies? People it, just have higher not, standards yeah, for comedy not, these days. Yeah, right. It's not impossible to make a good comedy. It's just impossible for that guy to make a good comedy. Yeah, and you know, I, 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 I think we got through that stage. People got through that stage where just by saying, you know, like just by someone like – doing you know humping another person while doing yoga like that was like oh my god this is so scandalous like we've grown as a culture progressed like we've gotten a little bit more like sex you know sex friendly and stuff like that where those kind of things just aren't funny anymore because they're not pushing the limit like there's not really a limit anymore we're gonna start getting into the final ish points going into like the actual final plot points and wrapping this thing up but before we do that we're gonna throw a quick word to our sponsors Something that I wanted to talk about is throughout the whole movie, I feel like there was a lot of like moments, you know, moments that were supposed to be like, oh, this is going to be the funny bit. This is a trailer moment. This is something that's going to stand out. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them didn't hit. No. Um, so there's two of them specifically that I want to talk about. One of them just because I want to hear Cameron do his impression again, like he did before we talked about it. Um, but one of them was they went snorkeling and they knocked over or they were out there and they were like shark infested waters and everybody had to swim back to the boat. And Vince Vaughn ends up getting stuck out there in the middle of the <laughs> yeah. water by himself uh, with a chum bucket of blood that spilled around him. And these sharks, are they, quote unquote, are attack they, him. Is the, is the exercise that they're doing 
just throwing chum in the water? I think it's I, like a trust exercise, right? Well, I t- I interpret it as a like see the beauty in things type thing. Which first of all, let, let me also t- say this: not all the couples were there. This was one of the yeah. moments where the couples were all separated. So the two couples that were here were Vince Vaughn and Malin Ackerman and Jason Bateman and Kristen Bell. And the way yeah. it was set up was the two guys were together with one chum bucket and the ladies were together with their own chum Which bucket. Which also doesn't make sense if it's supposed to be a couple's thing. I, they would I don't, yeah, don't understand. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, the way yeah. I interpreted it was because he kept telling him to throw the food in there and the fish would come up and be like, see the beauty of the fish as they approach you. I don't know why I keep making everyone Italian. That was when Favreau and his wife were getting a massage and then the other two i don't remember what they were they were on like oh they were riding bikes they were 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 on a bike ride and then they went like parasailing or whatever yeah Yeah. but anyway so they start seeing sharks and the ladies swim back to the boat safely and then they're trying to get jason bateman and vince vaughn's character to come back and jason bateman freaks out and knocks the chum into the water and leaves vince vaughn like covered in blood in the middle of the shark infested water which are terribly cg sharks by the way it sounds funnier than it is they yeah and anyway what i'm trying to get to here is he claims he was attacked by the sharks which he never is like we see that he does not get attacked by the sharks there's even a point where he thinks he's surrounded by the sharks still and they're like 50 yards behind him but then he 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 like tells the story afterwards when they're at dinner the night or that night about being attacked by the shark and they keep like pushing it like it's supposed to be this really funny moment and it just it just doesn't land it, it was just really annoying, and like I, I like I said, I, I would like to hear Cameron uh, redo his impersonation of oh, Vince Vaughn because it, it was so <laughs> funny. I, I don't know, you, you know, he's like, he's like, I got bit by a shark. I got bit by a shark. It was the most. And so I can't do. I can't do. I only know what I did before. <laughs> too much pressure. Too much pressure now. You got stage fright. I got stage fright. But no, I. But no, I get what you're saying, Joel. Um, I think it was yeah no because it was like trying to like he, he was like oh I got you know I got bit by a shark and see i got this big scratch i can't hang out with my wife and they're all like oh making fun of him or whatever and he's like it would have been a lot more funny if like it seemed like he was fine because this was like another moment i thought was cut in the tbs version mm-hmm. was when they were talking about like oh how he was like oh i got bit by a shark i was like oh they must have skipped that part i don't know why they would but no they just didn't show anything it would have been a lot more funny if he got on the boat and he turns around and there's like a shark like attached to him because like it like chomped onto him. Yeah, like had he actually gotten bitten yeah, by a shark, like that would that would have been, you know, that would have been funny. But like it was just like I, all this build up, very much like what happened with John Favreau. Lots of build up and nothing ever happened. <laughs> the uh, no tension the, was ever released. <laughs> the the other moment that I think fell incredibly flat, and this is another Vince Vaughn moment. Is that atrocious Guitar Hero segment? Oh, oh yeah. Which, oh man. So as we kind of talked about, he somehow oh. works with Guitar Hero in some way. Whether he's in development or works at GameStop, he's familiar with it. But there's this character that's a uh, like basically their their nanny essentially. He's like the guy who's having them go through their. It's like plan. a very pushy concierge. Basically. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way to put it. Um, and he's the one who keeps telling them, like, you have to do what we have on your itinerary or you're going to get kicked off the island. Like, yeah. this, that. Well, they get to this point where uh, Faison, his character, the 20-year-old girlfriend, like, disappears. So they're like, we need to find her because we were told we have to be at this point tomorrow, all of us, before sunrise. Like, we need to go find her, whatever. So the couples split up 
to go find, you know, wherever she's at. And they end up at this place called the Ponderosa, which is like the well, employees' the cup, the, the, cup, the couples don't. You're saying like they split up. Men, the men split up, and the like the the men go together, and the women. The go men, together. yeah, the men go together, and the women go together. Yeah, um, and the men all end up at the Ponderosa, which is like the outhouse for or not the, the house, but like the the house for like, the. It's the like employees. staff. It's like staff quarters. Yeah, exactly. And in there, they walk in on their concierge dude just jamming away at Guitar Hero. Which, by the way, they say early on that there's no tech whatsoever yes. on the island. Like, no phones, no TVs, none of that. So he threatens to call the, like, main dude, the Cecil dude. What was his name? Marcel. Whatever. Marcel. Um, like the and, monkey from Friends. Oh, yeah. And get them kicked off the island, blah, blah, blah. blah. And Vince Vaughn says, well, no. What if I beat you at Guitar Hero? And all of the little buddies in the back are like, he's the best on the island. No one can beat him. And he's like, I beat you. You tell us how to get over to, to Eden East. I love that he's the best on the island on an island where nobody that's there is allowed to use technology. Yeah, exactly. So. There's like It's like just the four of them, you know? Yes. Maybe maybe Marcel and yeah. Tamura Morrison. Um, and so they basically have this Guitar Hero battle, and it is, uh, it's atrocious. Oh, my goodness. Was that hard to watch? It was so cringy. It was it was like they were trying to make the movie look like a game. It was kind of Scott Pilgrim esque, actually, like where they were trying to make it seem like they were in the game in that moment, and it was it wasn't going well. That is such an insult I, that to Scott is, Pilgrim. No, it is such an insult to Scott Pilgrim. That is the one thing I like. I, I actually did remember quite a bit of this movie, but that was the one thing that, like, when you said couples retreat last week, that was exactly where my mind went. It's like, oh, this is the movie that has the guitar here, like ends with Guitar Hero. Like <clears throat> it uses Guitar Hero as a main plot. It's like, yeah, wh- I what? I already I already have the sequel that never came out pegged. They had to go back to this retreat because now Vince Vaughn and Maylet Anchorman are having serious marital issues, and it's all due to the release of Rock Band putting Guitar Hero out of business. So Vince Vaughn is now struggling financially because nobody's buying Guitar Hero anymore. Wow, dude. See, you're a good comedy writer. See, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's that already like, that, was a, that was a great pitch. Ryan's <laughs> like that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Universal will take any bad script usually now, so I think we could we could work something out there. They've made Stop ten. They've made crap about they've Universal. Made, they've made ten Fast and Furious movies, so clearly they don't care about good. People writing. keep seeing them. I don't <laughs> understand it, but people keep seeing them. I've seen the first one. That's it. All I have to do is throw in some fart jokes and maybe like some minion apparel, and I'm good to go. And just make sure you let everyone know we're a family. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not families. They're probably going to get divorced because yeah. <laughs> of rock band. All right. Now, this one I have to ask you guys about. And this is the last, like, quote, unquote, I guess you would say moment, you know, more like a more like a mantra that comes up. What do you all think about Applebee's? <laughs> yeah. So if when you joined us for the episode, everybody listening, if you didn't understand what was happening in the intro, why I kept mentioning Applebee's. There's a scene in this movie. Joel, why don't you? This is like one of your favorite scenes. Why don't you tell everybody what happens here? I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, the this is when the guys are all separated, right? This is like at, before yeah. they get to the Ponderosa, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're walking and, through the forest, and they're like talking about things. And uh, John Favreau's character is basically saying, like, "Why are we going through all this? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, whatever, you know." And Vince Vaughn goes on this big old rant about how he wants someone to be able to go to Applebee's with, and what he's basically saying is like. He enjoys being married and he wants to be married. 
and he uses Applebee's as this weird metaphor for like why he enjoys being married. I don't, I wish I had the actual like quote ha- in front of me. I have me. it. I have it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, do you want to read, read it? Yeah. Yeah, might as well. Let's just do it. You think that you're going to find somebody that just caters to you no matter what? They are not going to have to work at it. That it's going to be like psyched to go to Applebee's with you every Friday night and hear the same football stories about how you rocked it in high school. But whoever that person is, you have to listen to their stories too, or they're not going to go to Applebee's with you. You're not going to have someone to go to Applebee's with. You'll be sitting by yourself eventually at Applebee's all alone. And who wants to go to Applebee's by themselves? Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. A round of applause, everybody. We're going to get those little kids to cheer for you like they did for Logan in her episode. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I'm, yeah, it was like, I feel like that was one of those moments where like they were writing it and they were like, <laughs> everyone's going to be quoting this, you know? Yeah. Like, like everyone's going to be talking about, Ooh, Applebee's like, you don't want to be at Applebee's alone. And, you know, well, and you know, you know, the, the, like the owner of Applebee's was like, this is great pub for us. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I feel but, like had this done well, I would have walked into the Universal Studios store and there would have been, like, Applebee's <laughs> shirts, you know? Like, I – or, or, you know, the Disney shirts that are, like, he's my Mickey, she's my Minnie? Yeah. It, it would have been something like, I'd be like – I go to Applebee's. I go to her. Applebee's with her, and there's, like, an arrow to the left. It's like, oh I go God. to Applebee's See, with him. See, the reason why this doesn't work is because no one wants to be at Applebee's <laughs> at all. That's you didn't what e- Ryan and I were talking yeah, about. You haven't even mentioned the second time that Applebee's comes up. Yes, so that you take that one for me, Ryan. How about you go that one? Yeah. So we were talking about how all the couples kind of meet up again at the singles party. Um, and we should talk about those, but we're going to start with the John Favreau, Kristen Davis group. See, those two are like clear. They, they're hinting to everybody the entire time. They're like their marriage is on the rocks. They're going to get a divorce. They're cheating on each other and they don't care. They just don't care at all. So, Favreau has been trying to go to this island ever since they got there because he wants to go hang out with all the single girls and go hook up. And then the yoga instructor uh, catches Kristen Davis's eye, so she wants to hook up with him. So everybody's at this party, and he's dancing – or no, he's hanging out with like this like college volleyball team or dance team, the San Diego, San Diego State, I think they were from. I don't San think he's Diego San Diego State. He just says San Diego Dance Academy or something. San Diego Dance Academy, okay. Um, so he's hanging out with these girls from the San Diego Dance Academy. And she's hanging out with the yoga instructor on the dance floor. He sees her with the yoga instructor, gets up, punches him in the face. Yep. And he screams at his wife, I've cheated on you so many times. And she goes, like, well, I've cheated on you too. And it's just like a back and forth. Like, I hate you. I hate you more. I would never want to go to Applebee's with you. Well, I don't want to go to Applebee's with you. Good. Well, are you asking me to go to Applebee's? I could be asking you to go to Applebee's. Well, you want to try going to Applebee's? We could try going to Applebee's. Okay, well, I'll go to Applebee's with you. Fine, I guess I'll go with you. And then they just start making out. And they just make out. And, and they're like, <laughs> I couldn't tell if this was for them or for like the dj but everyone starts cheering like they start making out and like everyone's like see this is where i actually disagree with you ryan every single one of my breakups has gone exactly like that shouting about applebee's yes (laughs) (laughs) it's like you thought applebee's was a good enough date for valentine's day they got like half price apps or something like that i'm sure those those one dollar drinks it's like one dollar long island iced tea and it's like mostly water no, but that, but yeah, no, it, and like that was like of all the couples, that was the one whose ending made absolutely no sense. Like, yeah. 
like Jason Bateman's and his wife's didn't really make sense. Vince Vaughn, maybe that one made the most sense. Like, okay, like here's here's maybe the most of what we could call an arc. Well, but the, but with them, they have one little fight and then they're fine. Mm-hmm. That's it for them. Like they have the and- fight about because she wants to go to the waterfall and he's upset about the shark thing. They have that fight. They talk about it in the couples therapy, and then they they're just fine the whole rest of the movie. I think with theirs, and not to say it was done well, but I think their arc was kind of supposed to be like, like we mentioned earlier, they were already the couple that had the least issues. You know, their biggest they, thing was that that she she felt like he wasn't giving her enough attention because he was so involved in his work and, and anything else or whatever. And I feel like their arc was supposed to be that they went to this therapy, and the therapy put into their minds like, oh you have more problems than you think. Yeah. And then they came to the realization like, no, like we do have something really good here, you know, and let's keep making this work. We can make little adjustments to make it better, but like why we're not going to just give up on this, you know? Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah, their arc is the one that makes the most sense. The phase on one with getting him, getting back with his ex-wife, just like they have the conversation that we touched on earlier about like, I just wanted to explore myself and learn Mm -hmm. about the world. Now that I have, I realize that you're all that I really want. He's just like, okay, (laughs) let's get back together. And then after they all agree, Hey, we love each other. Everything's good. Then Vince Vaughn calls his dad and he's like, Hey, we're coming home. Oh yeah. And the dad's (laughs) with the kids and they're in a hardware store for some reason. And the kid's like, the kids who has trouble peeing everywhere he's peeing in the toilet he's not peeing in the toilet he's peeing no, he's, in the fake no, toilet no, no this no, one's no, no. he's pooping in the toilet yeah. this time oh that's right he's he pooping. peed in the toilet earlier yeah he's pooping in the storeroom toilet i did was. i didn't like the I didn't showroom like the child actor and then the grandpa i actually like, did like the, the little the, the younger one i thought he was kind of funny the grandpa's he like, was... oh and then the store uh person's like oh and then that's how we end the movie Literally how the movie ends. Which did you guys see the post credit scene? I did. Yeah. Wait, we're all just was, take, it, they're all just taking a leak. <laughs> it's it was like something that was cut from the middle of the movie that they were like, let's just tag it on here. They were like all peeing outside of you know how he says like make a left at the abandoned Starbucks or whatever? They're outside of the abandoned Starbucks and all the guys are peeing. Not not all the ladies, it's just the guys peeing. Um mm-hmm. but they're they're all peeing and Faison saying something about like the IRS is they want you to be in debt or something. I don't know. He was going off on something. It was, it was, it was awful. Major like throwaway scene that they were just like, Hey, let's tag something on to the end. Um, gotcha. Speaking of phase on though, I wanted to ask you guys, do you have in your research for this? Did you see like the, the recent controversy over this movie? Over this movie? Yeah. There was no? actually fairly recent stuff that was settled. I didn't it, read too far into it. Is um, it that they put all of the male actors at the front? Of the no, list? <laughs> no, that's controversial. Um, I didn't read into how the the kind of court battle went but in like later versions of the poster they removed phase on oh and yes yeah it was some and, of the inter- some of the international oh. posters right yes and um so he actually sued universal for that and i guess yeah. just like a couple of days ago actually which is kind of bizarre that it lined up with this episode um they they reached a settlement over that so i i thought that was wow this is fascinating yeah, yeah and um, here you are joel defending universal I know. Yeah, the movie poster in question allegedly excluded love's name and likeness, while those of white cast members remained. That's horrible. Wow. Yeah, I mean, do we? I don't know. Do you guys have really much more to say about this? Because I don't think I really do. It seems do. like a fitting end to the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
like it's hard for it's hard for people to not really understand what we're saying if they haven't watched the movie. If uh-huh. you're listening to this and haven't seen it, you're probably thinking they didn't really touch on anything. It's like, yeah, there's nothing happens. Like in this film, like we get from point A to point B, and normally when you have that, stuff leads you towards that. But it doesn't lead nothing leads us there that we would think would do it. It's just in the last like fifteen minutes, they all reconcile for no reason and then just to give us our ending. I think Cameron Everyone... put it in a very good oh, way yeah. when when you were saying, you know, sorry to cut you off, but I think the way you described earlier, like it felt like it was just a bunch of skits. Like they said, oh, the characters have this itinerary. Let's use that as a way to like, oh, what skit can we do with the, the fish thing? And what skit can we do with the yoga scene and all that stuff? And I feel like, like, like that's a good way of putting it. Like that's what it felt like was just a bunch of little skits that didn't really hit the mark. A lot of dialogue that was, you know, making us dislike at least for me making me dislike the characters even more other than maybe vince vaughn's character who kind of had some redeeming qualities here and there um but overall it was just it was a whole lot of like these scenes are just here for to try and be funny and they weren't i think the only likable character in this is probably malin ackerman's character and probably mm. Fa- and maybe Faison's character yeah everybody else kind of sucks yeah and Faison, i you know i kind of felt bad for the guy for the whole movie and then at the end like i'm like oh okay yeah <laughs> I, I don't, but I the don't reason know. why um, I don't know her name, Vince Vaughn's wife, what's her what? Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. The reason why her character was fine was because they didn't do any characterization. Also with true. Her. Yeah, true. They yeah, just that, left her there. They're just like, okay, this is just the mom. She was a punching bag. She's yeah. punching bag. You know, and because uh, Kristen Bell was kind of a punching bag, but at least we got something out of her. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's a great so, point. You know, it, I think this movie definitely. Um, I know it it portrayed everyone very poorly, but uh, it definitely didn't do any justice to its female characters at all. At least at least we could hate the the men because they like we knew a decent amount about them. Uh, you know, as far as the women char- the woman, the female characters go, um, we didn't really know anything about them except mm-hmm. for John Favreau's wife, who was constantly trying to and like that was her only characteristic is she was only she wanted trying to hook to, up with yeah she, she was just, just trying to bang some other dude you know yeah. yeah that was it um so yeah that's couples retreat it's a mess yeah but is is the mess salvageable is there anything that you guys think we could do to make this maybe a better film i yes but yes but not not detailed I think yeah. the comedy needs to be different. I think there's a decent premise here. It's, you know, again, kind of forgetting Sarah Marshall-esque, mm. um, you know, but I think there's a, a decent premise here. If you're taking people to Resort Island, you know, even if you're going to go that sort of sketch route like Cameron was saying, like, there's a much better stuff that you can do. I would prefer the comedy wasn't so uncomfortable and these, you know, just weirdly sexual scenes that it's, like, not in a funny way, just a very, like uncomfortable way that kind of is like a little like bothersome um and then again i i i would have liked to see those therapy sessions be comedic because they just anytime that it was a therapy session i was like i'm just sitting here watching people go through therapy and that's not what i'm looking for in a comedy as far as saying oh could this be a good movie in i mean i know we're supposed to like think about like maybe reworking it but like in no like in this no i i don't think like you say like oh like joe i get what you're saying we're like mm-hmm. oh there's like a good premise here but like 
the premise is that couples are on a retreat. Like it's literally in the title of the name. Like, you know, it's, right. It, like, yeah. You could literally do anything with that. And like, I feel like if you like, and, and I'm not saying this like for specifically like against what you're saying, but like, like if we're looking at this movie and we're looking at a way to make this movie better, I don't know how it's possible because there is almost, there's nothing redeeming about this movie, like in its current state, like you would have to completely rework the script. You would have to completely rework the direction. You would have to, you'd have to make this movie at least. I mean, like we said, it's a two hour movie. Make it shorter. Like, come on, Mm -hmm. this is a, you know, you you were talking about forgetting about uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. That movie, like I is like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of that movie. Still, a much much better movie than you know um, Couples Retreat. Like I, like it's such a basic premise that you could still make another movie like this. And I don't even know if it would get comparisons with Couples Retreat because it's so generic. Yeah, no, totally. And and you're right. You know, like I was saying, like with the whole decent premise thing. I think that uh, the way you put it into words is better. Like it's such a basic premise that there's so much that you could do with it that I think there just was as basic and generic as it would have been. There was something better that could have been done with it. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think that if this was an R rated film and they could have just gone all the way in on like the gross humor or whatever, like the yoga instructor did. Well, yeah. Like would it have been better? No, it felt like an R rated movie. It did. You know, it like, and this is the thing. It's like Joel was talking about the comedy and like the uncomfortableness or whatever. Um, I think the issue with this movie is that it thought being sexual was funny. Mm-hmm. Like it purely, like it thought that like I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Mike and Dave needs wet need I wedding have, dates. Yeah, I've seen. I that. think that movie is funny, and you'll if you've it, seen it's that. De- movie, it's definitely funnier than this. For it's sure, it's definitely funnier than this. That movie is. Uh, just like i mean just like that movie has a lot of sexual comedy oh yeah in it, right it was, it's r-rated it's r it's r-rated but like the comedy is actually funny because they're doing something with it it's yeah. not just like oh hey we're being sexual hey right? look this is funny because it's sexual like yeah, yeah like there, like there's a massage scene in that movie right yeah you yes. know there's yeah. the scene where like it's hilarious where Aubrey plaza is um you know um fingering um Zac <laughs> yeah. Efron's or uh, one of their Adam, sis- De- Adam, De- Adam Ad- Devine yeah, yeah his sister to get Rihanna tickets they're co- no their cousin yeah, uh, yeah in the yeah, steam to, room I remember to get that co- to get Rihanna tickets like that like uh, like that is sexual humor that is like it's like there's a purpose behind it and like there's something more than just being like oh this is sexual that makes it funny there's like actual like reasoning behind it and there's actual comedy behind it rather than just oh sex it's just like funny. they were they were overtly sexual but while also trying to keep themselves tamed in mm-hmm. certain areas and it just didn't work it was a it was weird and i didn't like it and if they went r-rated and didn't keep the tameness maybe it's a better film but i don't think i don't think there's anything we can do to make this a good film i'd like to put this out there too anyone you know we kind of touched on this earlier and this goes for every episode but i think there were a couple people out there that listened to the show that that may have liked this movie and i'd mm-hmm. Not yeah, you to, crazy not that people we, out there. You know, not to say like, oh, you're wrong. Like we disagree with you because, like we were saying earlier, comedy is so you know subjective. It's, yeah, I'd it's really so like to know it's like it, person like, to person why they like it. You yeah, know? exactly. Like I was gonna say, I, I would love for you to comment on on one of the posts, whether it's the announcement post or the release post, and just let us know why it is that you liked it, or if there's any points that you agree with or disagree. Like we'd love to hear. I have friends text me. I know you guys do too, and family members. 
we like to hear what people are thinking as well, like their thoughts on the films, because again, we're all going to disagree with these things. And it'd be interesting just to hear what you guys are thinking and maybe why you like this. And I think, I think the, I think the interesting thing about the show is we haven't really, I think this is our first one. We haven't had a comedy on this show, have we? Uh, I don't Kirk think Cameron so, saving Christmas. <laughs> nah, it's not real. <laughs> I think um, for, no, no, we haven't. But like, especially when talking about critics, this is the thing I think with comedies, you just have to see it for yourself. Right. Yeah. Like there are a lot of movies that get bad reviews that I think are fun. Like I think are funny. Like I enjoyed where the Millers. Like, I don't know if any of you guys like that movie. Mm. I thought that movie was funny. It got really bad reviews. There are also movies. There are comedies that get really good reviews that I like. Step Brothers has good reviews. I don't think Step Brothers is funny. Super bad has good reviews. I don't think that movie's funny. So it, it really is something that will vary from person to person. And when we're talking about it, we can say, oh, this isn't funny, but we also recognize that, like, story-wise, this is, like, you know, nothing built up. Like, you know, this is the stuff that we can objectively talk about versus the subjectivity of comedy. And I think that's what will be interesting hearing from our viewers is mm-hmm. what they find subjectively funny about yeah. this. Yeah, so when we post on, on Instagram on Thursday, the day the episode drops, you'll see our post like we always do. Leave a comment on there. Tell us why you disagree, why you liked it. We'd love to hear back from everybody. But in regards to the three of us, it's that time to figure out if we want our refunds back for this film. This came out in 2009. This is actually, I believe this is the oldest yeah, movie the oldest that we've movie done, we've too, done. which really? was interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's the oldest movie oh, we've yeah. done. Um, the average ticket price was seven fifty on the nose. So seven fifty is what's on the line for us here um joel you picked this i want to see where you're going with it would you like a refund for this yeah i think i would honestly i think i'll take a full refund with this one just because like i said it's a comedy and i'm someone who i laugh at anything you know i I really do laugh at just about anything and especially your own jokes and my own jokes are the best um he thinks writing comedy is easy yeah writing comedy (laughs) is so easy guys i whatever i write it's instantly funny um no, but I, I literally don't remember laughing watching this. Like, and I'm not like being like, I'm not trying to be, you know, like just to prove a point. Like, I genuinely don't remember laughing. There was one joke that I can't even remember. It was a one-liner that I chuckled, and it was just a quick like, huh, you know. But like, other than that, I do not remember at any point thinking like, oh, this is funny, you know. And there, it wasn't even like the story made up for the fact that it wasn't funny. It was like, oh, well, at least you know these characters had a good arc, or at least you know that character specifically was funny. It was like. No, there there wasn't really anything that I could grab onto that I liked in some way or another. It was just it was just there. Cameron, what about yourself? What are you thinking? Um, hmm, this is a hard one. Um, and when I say it's hard, it's just because like I didn't have any standards for this movie anyway. I think there was another movie where I said I didn't have standards for, so I wasn't really expecting much, which is why I wouldn't ask for a refund. I don't know. I like. It's not collateral beauty bad. Like I'll, I'll say no, that. No, I would agree with that. It's not offensively bad like that one is. No, it's not. But it is very uncomfortable. Like the yeah. the John Favreau scene, where he's blaming the. That, I'm glad I brought that one up because yeah, that that one that, is a, it's oh, inappropriate. Felt very 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 icky watching that one. And the fact that they thought that that was funny was even worse. I hate that it was John Favreau that was in that scene because that's a guy we all like. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the reasons, too, why I picked this movie is because I think, you know, we all really love John Favreau. So. We do. Yeah. Chef is a masterpiece. Um, Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, Maybe I'll ask for – you said $7.50. Maybe I'll ask for $4. Yes, $4 back maybe. Uh, the reason why I'm only asking for $4 and not a full refund is, like I said, 
He doesn't want to be last place. Well, <laughs> I I there I did I wasn't expecting much from this movie, yeah, and maybe that point. might be unfair because I technically had already seen parts of this movie. Um, actually, I'm gonna change that answer. I actually want six dollars back because I remember the, the Guitar Hero scene. I just remembered that while I was thinking <laughs> about that. That that scene is enough to make me go, "Wow, I can't believe they did this in a movie." I think it was maybe other than the John Favreau scene, the absolute worst part of this movie. Is an atrocious scene. It yeah, so age, I want six dollars back. Actually, doesn't age very well. No, because um, no one plays Guitar Hero still. Um, I'm gonna keep it simple. I thought this was a bad movie. I couldn't wait for it to end. I'm still mad at Joel that it cost me four dollars to watch it. Um, oh yeah, that's you could right. just you could just win the lemonade contest. <laughs> I could. I might win the next one. Who knows? Um, I'm gonna ask for the full refund. Fifty. Put that back in my pocket. Um, so, folks, that'll wrap up things here for the couples retreat episode. As you know, listening so far to our show, we spend a lot of time talking about bad movies, but we've heard from some of you saying that you actually have some interest in what some good movies we think uh, we could recommend to you guys. Uh, Joel, one listener in particular, do we ha- do we know who that was? That yeah, my buddy Ryan. Us? My buddy, a different Ryan. I'm not talking about yeah. this I re- Ryan. I recommended this segment to us. <laughs> yeah, um, but my buddy Ryan, he listens to the show. Good friend of mine. Thank you. Uh, this is a great suggestion, Ryan. Um, just like Ryan was saying here, our Ryan, um, we're going to start every week after each episode towards the end recommending a movie we do like. Um, I'm going to try and keep it to movies that I think maybe people don't watch as much, but I don't necessarily think that has to be a rule. You could be like, oh, watch Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, <laughs> no, no, don't watch that one. <laughs> no, no. I said that on purpose. Yeah, um, that but one. I'm going to specifically try and keep it to movies that maybe not a lot of people have watched. Just um, like a just like a brief sentence, but, but yeah, movie, just, a brief sentence about it, and maybe where we can find it. Yeah, and our intent here is, you know, our episodes release on Thursday. This gives you something to maybe watch over the weekend if, if you're mm-hmm. looking for something to do. So Something to cleanse your palate after you yeah, watch exactly. the bad movie we exactly. watched. Exactly. Certainly palate cleansers for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel, why don't you go first? Uh, so you actually said mine earlier. Uh, so to stick with John Favreau here, I knew yeah. you did that on a freaking purpose. I did. Um, I am a huge fan of the movie Chef. There's a poster of it on my wall. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, great movie. And I, I maybe I'm wrong in this, but I think it's underrated. I feel like nobody talks about it. Um, a lot it of was people, un- I, it was definitely under the radar. Yeah, yeah I tell I people like, "Oh, have you seen Chef?" Seen and they're like, "Oh, the one with Bradley Cooper." And like, no, that's burnt. <laughs> like, I'm talking about Chef oh, with John God. Favreau. Yeah. Uh, but I highly recommend John Favreau. He or John Favreau. I highly recommend John Favreau. <laughs> I recommend Chef. He's a uh, a big famous, you know, chef in a restaurant. That checks who, out. Yeah, because of some uh, because of a bad review, he kind of goes into the spiral, and he ends up owning a food truck. And uses that as a way to reestablish his relationship with his son. So check it out. And if you watch it, let us know what you think. It's on Netflix, right? It is on Netflix. Yep. And The Chef Show as well. Could not recommend that enough if you're a foodie. There you go. Cam, you got something for us? Yeah. So it's The Little Things. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. Just came out this past week. Um, it's the one of the... I believe... No, Wonder Woman. But it's the first one technically this year. That so the first good one that warner brothers is releasing in theaters the same time as they were releasing it on hbo max um and so one it's refreshing to see something that's new right Mm -hmm. um and two so it's a you know it's 
this mystery about you know these girls that have been slain it's a, you know there's a serial serial killer in los angeles and denzel washington and remy malik are trying to find the killer and they think it's jared leto so they're kind of doing some you know uh, following him around i would suspect kind of jared, jared leto as well yeah and you know um some people might not like the story some people might not like the ending um but i think what the movie does a really fantastic job is setting a tone and setting an atmosphere and i think that jared leto denzel washington Rami malik do a fantastic job in their roles the acting is very very strong um, it's been a while since I've seen a new movie and I've been rewatching a lot of movies I'd already seen. And when you rewatch movies, um, you don't have the impression that the actors give you the first time. Right. And when you're watching a movie for the first time, it's kind of, you know, it's all brand new and, you know, you kind of dive deeply into, you know, how they make you feel. Um, and Jared Leto, especially in this movie did a you know a really fantastic job and so i i would say you know check out the little things if you have hbo max it's free um it, you know if you don't like it i just know i kind of told you you might not but i think it does some really interesting things so for that reason i'll recommend it i'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because i've been thinking about watching it keep seeing stuff going around about it and so now that i know you like it i, I know yeah, i don't need to watch yeah. it i definitely yeah, recommend ch- it to check yeah. out i'm gonna yeah, check you it guys out this missed week my too. joke there yeah i heard it uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out this week as well. Um, my recommendation: you can go on Hulu and watch this. Um, I'm gonna recommend the Nice Guys, the Shane Black directed oh, film. Nice, Russell Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling. Um, I feel like this is a well performed film that just doesn't get as much love as it deserves. If you like cop films or like crime uh, solving cases films, similar to Cameron suggesting Little Things, this does a more of a comedic spin on it. Oh but yeah, still, very different movies. Yeah, but still, still like a serious tone. A really good cast surrounding our two leads. Um, yeah, so go check that out on Hulu. I'd love I will. To hear that's one I that actually one. have. The nice to guys. Watch. You have wait. You haven't seen that? Yet? I have not seen it. Oh, the nice guys is fantastic. It's one of my favorite movies. It's very yeah, good. I'll, I'll what year did that movie come out? Was it 2016? I want to say 15 or 16. 15? Yeah. yeah, that was my favorite movie of the year it came out. So definitely definitely recommend The Nice yeah, Guys. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. Okay, yep. I was right. Um, so yeah, we'll be, we will be doing that going forward. We'll give you little recommendations uh, at the end of each episode. And we'd love to hear back. If anybody is watching something for the first time that we've recommended, let us know what you thought. Um, before we go, it is my turn to mm. select our next film for the podcast and we're going to stick with the romance style format now this is a movie that's not too old uh kind of in the last i think in the last like four or five years around i swear then. to god <laughs> um, i swear to god if he says it <laughs> um it's very it's interesting is that actually like the island setting is going to come into play again okay. for us um for this one I was worried about the, him saying la la land no, I'm not going to do that. Um, but of course, you had to get <laughs> you had to say it. You had to throw it in there once. The um, we didn't talk about Zendaya. I'm really. Yep, no, we just did. Yep. I'm really upset that I had to pick this one because I was looking forward to it. As a really good cast, a director that's made some good stuff, and the one thing that I thought was going to be really good for it was that it was finally pushing an Asian American in a leading role. But it wasn't received very well, so we're going to go with. 
the Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone film Aloha. Oh, oh I, I was, almost picked that for mine. When you said when you said island, I was like, and you said Asian American, I was like, well, it can't be Aloha because that's Emma Stone. <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> All right. Oh man. All right. Uh, yeah, I almost I almost picked that for my episode. All I remember is uh, John Oliver did a bit about Aloha, and he's just like, "This is absolutely horrible," but I feel like I need to see it. <laughs> that's how I feel going right. to this film. Awesome. Um, so yeah, Aloha will be next week. Um, we look and forward to. Cameron gets to pick an that. island movie after that. Yeah, no, so. no, we'll have our we'll have our next special guest after that. Oh, what you're saying continuing the theme <laughs> the of the island trip. Oh, yeah. Fantasy just, Island? How do, you like Fantasy Island? That movie was See, but the thing of that movie is for everyone listening, that movie was so freaking terrible. It was yeah. hilarious though. I agree. Yeah. It was so good to it was so yeah. great to watch in theaters. Remember we saw like that and like The Lodge like back to back? Yeah, I remember like, that. <laughs> that was a rough time. Yeah, it was. Um we we saw some bad movies before quarantine hit. Um Yeah. But, folks, that'll do it for this week's episode of the I Like a Refund podcast. As always, you can find us at The Refund Pod. Nope. Damn it. I did it wrong again. <laughs> Is it just Refund it's Pod? It's just Refund Pod, yeah. All right. Whoever, whoever picked that handle, see me after class. <laughs> our worst, our first one was worse. It was the whole name of the show, and it looked terrible. Oh, yeah. A I bunch like of my friends were like, podcast. yeah, my friends were like, I can't read that. You're like, I was yeah. like, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah, that was bad. No, so at Refund Pod on Instagram, Twitter. Um, and then, of course, hit all of your uh, podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Find us anywhere and listen to the show. Thank you again so much for joining us, and we look forward to bringing you to next week. Bye.